Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brenna McCullough. I think this is your first episode of 2020. How's the new year for you, Bren? Merry Christmas. Wait, no. (laughs) I went home and visited my family for Christmas, because fuck going back on the actual holiday, it's five times as expensive. Oh, no. I actually just got back from being in Pennsylvania, so it's Christmas to me, damn it. Why didn't we hang out? Fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was back for five days, and I spent most of it drinking White Claw and watching The Mandalorian. Oh, cool. How is it? Uh, White Claw is pretty good. It's a little bubbly. It's got like nah, a... I meant The Mandalorian. <laughs> oh. Um, Mandalor- uh, Mandalor- Man- Mandalorian is good. Uh, my brother was also back at the time, and he's got Disney+, Plus, so we like signed it through there, through my parents. Uh, it's funny. One person gets a streaming service, and then we just go home, give it to my parents, and give it to our siblings, and then we all share it. Uh, stealing. It's fun. It's a family activity. It uh, works. But Man- Mandalorian's good. We, like, pace ourselves because we didn't want to get burnt out. Because it was, like, binging stuff. Like, I binged all of BoJack Horseman in, like, two weeks. And when now when a friend refers to a specific episode, I can't remember any of it. It's a blur. It's, it's just all one big story for me now. Um, so we pace ourselves, and Mandalorian's good with that. It's... Eight episodes, so you can do, like, the first three, then there's, like, two in the middle that are kind of, or, like, three in the middle that are kind of offshoots, and then, like, the last two are kind of a story. Um, so we broke it up like that. And, yeah, very good. I understand the hype. It is a good show. It's still got some of that Star Wars nonsense of, like, hey, wait a minute, if they could do that the whole time, why didn't they do it from the beginning? And it's like, right. yeah, let it go. <laughs> hey, for sure, just enjoy it for what it's worth. Uh, yeah. Is Baby Yoda your favorite character? No, because, uh, oh, her name's not Carla Gugino. Um, What is it? Deadpool. She's in Deadpool. She's like the big buff lady hmm. in Deadpool. And she was an American gladiator named Crush. And she got her own movie called, like, Backfire. Huh, Gina I don't Car- think I know. Oh, who? Car- Gina Car- Carano? Yeah, Gina Carano. Uh, she's in it. And she's probably my favorite character. Very cool. She's big and buff and can step on me, and I'm into that. Um, <laughs> God damn it. So- <laughs> That's how we're starting this off. It's good having you back on the show. It's 2020. While, while you were away, uh, Mark announced that he's a dad now. or no, what, yeah. not, not now. He's going to be a dad. Uh, that's a dad on now. the way. Uh, but uh, yeah, congrats to Mark to and family. Out. Weird to find out your buddy's uh, having a kid through your own podcast when you're not here. <laughs> um, I knew that would be your perspective <laughs> on the matter, but it's really exciting news nonetheless. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Like, we, you know, him and his wife are dating since, like, We know he fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was in roommate college. I know what's up. Those walls were thin. This dude skateboards. Uh, <laughs> He's got a podcast. Of course. <laughs> we're just hat backwards. You know this down. This dude's down the fuck. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, Christ. it doesn't surprise me at all. Like they, they've been together for so long, and they they both have good families and stuff. So it's like, yeah, they're having a kid eventually, and uh, yeah, Mark's gonna have to share all of his toys that he has. <laughs> He's gonna have to stop buying vinyls for uh, no reason and start investing in uh, baby products. Oh, too so. real, Brand. Too real. All right, <laughs> but this is a video game podcast for anyone who's new. I doubt anyone's ever new, but hey, no. you never know. No, I always gotta just to assume. People are sharing this with their friends. Please share this with your friends, listener. In fact, uh, if you're listening, <laughs> raise your hands. I just want to count who's out there just to, like to make sure our Pinecast no, anal- analytics out, are, are accurate. But I don't I don't think that's actually going to work. But anyway, uh, 
speaking of video games, it's been a minute since we had you on the show. Uh, you've been away, like you said, on vacation and stuff. Uh, what yeah. have you been playing? I'm assuming some mobile games. Yeah, uh, benefit of uh, traveling is the Switch. So I had that. Hell um, yeah. I I think I talked about me like wrapping up Moonlighter. Like I finished that, right? Last time yeah, I, I definitely think so. Uh, yeah, so finished Moonlighter. And then, um, yeah, I think I haven't talked about it. But since then, I've just been hearing a lot of like, you know, best of the best games of the year, best games of the decade, like the countdown for New Year's and all that shit. And just consistently, I've heard a lot about Fire Emblem's uh, Three Houses. So I'm just like, fuck, it's in, like, the top five for almost everyone I, like, listen to. And, like, even people who aren't big Fire Emblem fans. So, yeah. like, one day after work, I just ran out and bought it. And I was like, if there's a Fire Emblem to get into, it seems like it's this one. Because it seems to be the best. Or at nice. least everyone seems to... Pr- and even people whose opinions I respect, they still can... Like, it's not perfect. They were still like, oh, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this. It's still my, like, top two game of the year. It's just like, wow, like, even with all those complaints. Um, so it must really have some carrying power. Um, so I've been playing that, and I used it, played it a bunch before, and then played it, like, a bunch when I traveled and went back home. It's like, <laughs> I pretty much just reverted back to my middle school self of just staying inside, binging cartoons, and playing video games all day in my parents' house. Living your best life in 2020. Yeah. It, honestly, I didn't, uh, also Forager. I played that a bit, but, like, Fire Emblem, like, really sucked me in, so I didn't play Forager as much. Especially now, because Forager is at the, like, mobile game, like, plays itself sort of thing. Where it's just like accruing resources. I buy anything and it has to accrue resources for another day. Um, so I think I'm plateauing on Forager. Still nice. Still like a neat little $20 game. Uh, but I think it's got a limited shelf life or a limited gameplay life. Uh, but yeah, Fire Emblem's what I've been almost entirely playing. Like I might have. I don't know if you can see how much time you have in Switch games or how you view it. Um, I'd say a safe like 40, 50 hours in it. Damn. Yeah, okay. Dude, I'm interested in that game because, yeah, all I heard was nothing but good reviews and stuff. I'm curious, though, like, since uh, you've never played any previous Fire Emblem games? Yeah. The most it, I know about Fire Emblem's from Smash Brothers. Okay, so it was easy to dive into with this one. And, like, what's the gameplay even like? It's just like a JRPG? Uh, every, yeah. Every Fire Emblem seems to be like a Final Fantasy, like a kind of a self-contained game. Okay. And then there's overarching stuff, but it's not necessary. That's like backstory or lore. Like you don't need to know it, but anyone who's a diehard fan will like catch stuff. Damn, um, then maybe this one should be where I jump in too cuz it it does seem like a cool franchise. It it's just massive, like it's so big. Um but like yeah, everyone once you realize like oh, it's not an overarching story, it's more manageable. Uh, but yeah, this one seems to be the best. Like everyone's talking about since I haven't played any others, I have to go off their uh opinions. But yeah, so it's a JRPG, and it's effectively anime Hogwarts. So Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called Three Houses because you're a main character. Uh, you're a mercenary with your dad. You get uh, you help save a bunch of people, and then get recruited by those students to come work at their Montessori school. Or like, it's a giant. Uh, is it high school? I guess or like they're high school kids, but it's like a college. Um. And it's all run by, like, the church, which is, like, the governing body and, like, has a bunch of soldiers and is a big powerhouse in this, like, country, fictional world. Um, so they're just like, hey, cool, you're super important because you're the protagonist. You want to be a teacher? And it's like, what? Oh, okay. And, like, people point out, like, hey, what the fuck are you being a teacher for? You have no experience. You're some random asshole off the street. Like, why are you here? Um, and it's because you're the protagonist. And 
uh, you choose to be a teacher, and each house of the school has, uh, let me look at the box here, uh, yeah, eight students, and each house has a governing teacher that kind of guides that household in, like, studies and stuff in the students. So okay. you effectively pick one of the three schools to be, like, the head teacher for. And you, uh, JRPG style, connect with all the students, bond with them. You can interact with all the students from other houses, but you just have more chances with that students of your own house. Um, you connect with the teachers and other staff members, and then you'll go out on uh, battles, and it's a tactic-style battle system. So there's a grid, uh, different terrain on different grids, do different bonuses or like uh, debuffs, and you move all turn-based. You move your team at once, then it changes the enemy side, they move all at once, and they just fucking wreck your shit up. But then you get the divine uh, protagonist power of rewinding. So very convenient when I remember to do it, and when I don't remember to do it, someone dies <laughs> interesting i thought that was the case with that game because yeah, yeah for some reason i thought all of those games had like a little final fantasy tactics element to it yeah all the combat's like turn-based and stuff and it's like you know i'm gonna attack this guy it's like all right well you have an 85 percent chance of hitting you'll do this much damage he'll do this much damage to you as a counterattack, and it's like it'll kill you so it's like do you are you sure you want to do this so you can be like oh no no back up back up and like go back to the first starting move so totally that's nice with that um but yeah, with uh, Fire Emblem, apparently the normal difficulty is too easy, some people are saying, and then the hard difficulty is too hard, like way too hard. So it seems to be a rough balance between the two. And um, there's a classic mode, which I guess is tradition of Fire Emblem games. And the classic mode is, if someone dies, they're gone for It's a permadeath. Damn. But because, it, I don't know if it's just the mechanic or if they're supposed to actually like die in battle, like story-wise. So I had a character die because I forgot about the rewind ability. And he's still in the school. He's just no longer part of my house. And I really can't interact with him more than just, like, his one thing of dialogue per event. And so, like, I can't, like, hang out with him or I can't take him into battle with me or I can't give him stuff. Uh, which is annoying because all the students lose items and you give it back to him to get, like, uh, bonus, like relationship points. And hit all of his items are still lost and in my inventory and I can't give them back to him. So it's just taking up <laughs> space and it's annoying me. Wow, that's and you can't drop them or anything. You can't drop them or anything. No, it's like plot relevant, so you have to keep it. But then I can't interact with them, so I can't. Wow, and that's just, ironic and, and it's like what a strange thing. I guess the developers forgot about. <laughs> yeah, so it like bothers me. I can't get rid of them. Um, so there's a ton of replayability, or at least like you can play with each house. Two of the houses are pretty similar, and then one house like apparently devolves into a whole new subplot. So I'm probably gonna at least play through it twice just to see all that. Okay. And I'll probably won't play with the permadeath next time, just because I don't want to lose the units, and it just be, I I hate missing out on the story more than anything. But you can also recruit students from other houses. Like if you get one skill up high enough that you impress another student, you can recruit them into your house. So you can backfill the position, and you can recruit teachers and stuff to your side. Okay. Um, like any good JRPG, you can date some, uh, <laughs> but like anything else is you know. You effectively just get like a cute cutscene at the end of the game. Like, the, it's not real in depth. Um, but it's real fun. Coincidentally, the character that died on my game is a friend of mine who voiced the character. <laughs> so oh, that's just so like, cool. I was just like, hey, Zach, I killed your character. He's like, what the fuck? I was like, yo, he sucks. <laughs> Don't be a, a punching guy in a sword fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I can really, really see how this got into like everyone's like top. 10. Like, it's really good. Like everyone else said, like, there are definitely problems with it. Um, it goes by, like, a month system. So on the weekends, you can do stuff. And then during the week, 
you're just kind of like set into like you're teaching classes and like something might pop up of like a holiday or someone's birthday you can give them flowers or have a tea party or something um and to me that just feels like a waste like don't show me a full calendar and then say you can only do stuff on weekends it's like well right. then fucking there's like you know 80 percent of the calendar i can't do shit or like it's doing it automatically so it just feels like i don't know maybe we could have reworked that and it just feels like i'm wasting time when i can't do stuff on those days yeah but yeah i can definitely i'm definitely like real deep into it but it took me i'd say maybe like 20 hours or so for me to actually start giving a shit about the characters right because up in the beginning it's just like here's a but here's a buttload of characters here are all the tropes they fill like fucking go nuts it's like i don't care about this asshole like i can't interact with that guy it's like i love that lady but she won't talk to me yet (laughs) um but like once the one thing that's really good is you build a relationship with the characters, but then they build it with each other. So you'll see cutscenes of them interacting with each other without you there. So it really fleshes out the world. It makes it seem like, oh, everything doesn't revolve around the main character, which is oh. very, which is like a big appeal to me. Like, I love when they do that. Um, and you get different levels of support. So the more you know, level of support they have, the more intimate they get with each other and stuff. Um, so you see them really interact, and then there's a time skip later. That's not a spoiler. There's a time skip, and you really see them like grow, and it's just like <gasps> my babies. They're they've matured, they've developed, and it's just like oh, I got I did get sucked in eventually, but it probably took me a little longer than most. Okay, but so for anyone interested, it is a good game. You can jump in blind to Fire Emblem. It's it's long. It's a JRPG, so like you'll have yeah. to invest some time into it. So. Oh man, that's what I'm hesitant about because I gotta finish a game before I go and dive, uh, buy another one and dive into it. Uh, yeah, I told myself that lie a few times over. I still got <laughs> fucking Yakuza I've touched. So. Yeah, I think that was Mark's uh, resolution or something for this year. He wants to go through his library and actually beat a bunch of the <laughs> games that he has uh, had for years. That'll never happen. I I I can't point fingers either. I'm the same way. Oh, what, but I'm what hoping- else have you been playing? Well, I'm hoping with this tactics game, I'll get better at tactics games because I'm terrible at them. I'm hoping this will get me better so I can knock out Banner Saga 2 and 3, like I've been saying for the last four years. That's true. Uh, Because those games are like 20, 30 hours or so, so they're smaller. Uh, And then hopefully I can work my way back into XCOM 2, which I also haven't beaten because there's a lot of that too. (laughs) God damn it. I feel like maybe – I don't even feel like doing this though, but there's a game – Dark Cloud, I tried two times in the, the life of this podcast to beat it, and I don't think I ever did. I feel like the final <laughs> boss is, like, super hard. I fucking forget. It's champagne problems. It's like, there's too many good games. It's like, yeah, but, like, there are. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> even with, like, Fire Emblem, like, it's still new. I think it came out, like, you know, March 2019 or something, so it's still newish. But, like, I already feel like I missed the boat, but now I'm seeing all of the fan art I follow, I, like, artists I follow on Twitter, seeing all their fan art be like, oh, now I have context for this. Right. But, yeah, it's, like, it also kind of sucks when it's like, hey, did you guys play this game? It's like, yeah, like, seven years ago, man. Where have you been? <laughs> like, but I want to talk about it. It's like, I, pff, good luck. Yeah. So, but, yeah, so Fire Emblem just, like, consumed me, so I haven't really played anything else. But there's a lot to play in it. Nice. Yeah. How about you? Uh, still going strong with Code Vein, and in fact, on the last episode, I mentioned how I did get around to playing some multiplayer with, uh, Corey from One Track Gamers, and after that, though, I said I didn't have any luck with just playing with, like, your average, uh, just rando person online, and just recently I did have some luck, and, uh, it was, it's just great when you 
come across a player that is really knowledgeable and they'll like take you through a level. Oh my gosh, my cat wants to be on the podcast tonight. <laughs> uh, Reggie, be quiet. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's character can uh, or a cooperative player will they'll take you through the level and like show you where all like these certain chests are and like different uh, objectives that you have to accomplish. But I'm currently stuck at a point in the game where I don't know where to go. Oh my god, Reg. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie's got opinions about Code Vein. I know. Apparently, he's like it is really challenging. Uh, but I don't know where to go, so I summoned somebody just before we started recording, and I'm like, let's see if this person can help me out. And in the meantime, I'm like uh, messing around with the different gestures and stuff, and you can like do these things called stamps. So like, I made this uh, this one gesture that's like when it starts snowing, and it almost looks like he's doing like the hand motion for the meme, where it's like, is this a pigeon? And it's like, uh, uh, there's actually snowing around him and the stamp i have is like a like anime like chibi character with like a bunch of question marks and like you can choose like a voice uh option for like each gesture you do so like when uh the person comes into my level to help me i just like use this gesture and it it starts snowing he does the, the thing and he's like is this impossible? <laughs> I'm like, because seriously, I'm like, I have no idea where to fucking go. So I'm like trying to tell the people that joined the match, like, help me. And so this one person, they're taking me through the whole area, but like, I've already explored this area, like up and down. And like, they're taking me to chests that have already been opened. And I'm like, all right. So I, once they're done showing me all the chests, I know they're going to take me to like the boss we have to fight together. And yeah. I swear to God, I ended up running around all the same places with this person for a half hour, and I feel like they don't know where to go. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck, what am I doing wrong in this game? So I'm at a really weird point in uh, Code Vein, but I'm currently like level 72. I think I was like 69 la- last episode. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's really a good game, and I can't recommend it enough. It's giving me like that Dark Souls itch without having to revisit a Dark Souls game and being like super pissed off. But there are some uh, shitty bosses, but that's what I mean. Now that I have the ability to summon people easily and get help, like I'm breezing through the game until I just hit this brick wall. So, and it's at this like whole blood cathedral place. I'm like at like the inner circle or whatever, like the inner sanctum, and it's just totally fucked. I don't know where to go at this point. So hopefully I'll be able to find someone online to help me, or I guess I might have to look into it, like, and do some research myself. Cause look up a guide. Yeah. Something. Cause I don't, I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> I I think it was shadow of the Colossus or metal gear three, metal gear Solid three, where I just said like, fuck it. I don't have pride anymore. And just had like a walkthrough the whole time. Yeah. No, I, I like, just put games on easy mode. I'm like, fuck this. Let's play the yeah. game and get through it. I don't want to experience. I don't want to spend a week getting frustrated and develop shingles from it. Look For sure. Oh, Persia. God. God damn it. That's it's too close to home. I had shingles in the life of this podcast. So did or no, you did probably well before the school. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's but I got it from Prince of Persia. <laughs> That's so, right. There you go. Good Lord. But yeah, I, oh man, I think if any one of our hosts on ABTS have Code Vein, I, I recommended it to Mark. Like we should all get it and uh, play cooperatively because it's a really fun game. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I saw some reviews and like it seemed to go well, but it was like, you know, it's a new IP, so you never quite know what to take from it or people, people are reluctant because of the anime style and stuff. So it's good to hear a firsthand experience of like, yeah, it's pretty decent. Yeah, no, the character uh, customizer is super in-depth and cool. I, I definitely think uh, you'll enjoy it if you get around to playing it, for sure. 
Oh, I'm sure I'll get around to it after I beat my <laughs> 87 other games. True. So, God, yeah. There's, like we said, what was it, 2019? It's like, it's a good year for games, which is bad for us. Yeah, and that's the other game that is on the horizon for me. I think it's about 10 days out or less from the time of this recording. Uh, the DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3. I gotta dive back into Kingdom Hearts 3. That's another thing. I, I just was like watching Spider-Man Far From Home with my wife the other day, uh, like last weekend. Yeah. And it just like got me in like a Spider-Man mood. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to throw in the Spider-Man game and play some. And I don't know. I just swung around for like 10 minutes. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i needed I'm done. <laughs> pretty much i was like uh do i really feel like getting back into this i have so many other games and i think i went back to code vein but it was fun swinging <laughs> around for sure it's it's weird to me how just pleasing swinging around a spider-man isn't like you, you gotta have the swinging right in the spider-man game or else it's not worth playing for but sure like, when you do get it right it's just like yeah, I remember doing it a ton in like the Ultimate Spider-Man game of just like swinging around like, oh, someone hijacked your car. It's like, all right, I'll do this real quick. Like, it's just, I don't, it's very rhythmic, the like swinging up and down, up and down. For sure. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it for me. Uh, anything else for you, or do we want to move on to some show topics? Uh, we got some show topics because yeah, gaming wise, that's it's just been Fire Emblem for me. I've just am balls deep in those three houses, which is bad because it's a school. Oh, God. Yeah, and I really <laughs> hope I wrap up Code Vein soon and move on to something else. Like I said, maybe the DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3 will be good. Uh, that remains to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> they just announced DLC for three houses, so I'm like, oh, I'm about to finish it up and maybe get another playthrough. It's like, hey, but what if there's more content? It's like, fuck! Okay. But, like, <laughs> I'm enjoying it, so, like, I might get the DLC. So yeah, might as well while you're in that, like, headspace. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it'll just get me better tactic games and I can just Knock out Banner Saga and Tact and you know XCOM, which is also a big thing with good DLC apparently. <sighs> Champagne problems. First world problems. <laughs> Pretty much. We'll uh see. also cat problems. Uh <laughs> one thing I saw was that Studio Ghibli confirms they're developing two new films in twenty twenty, so I don't know if they're coming out in twenty twenty, but they're working on them, so that's no, exciting. If they're if they confirm they're working on them in 2020, they're definitely not coming out. I can't imagine. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, Ghibli takes their time with stuff. They're not going to announce a date and then delay it like four times. Like they're, They'll tell you when it's done and not before. Yeah, but that's exciting. For some reason, I thought they were done. Uh, uh, or was that uh, just Miyazaki? Miyazaki has said multiple times, like, I'm retiring, I'm not. I'm retiring, I'm not. I'm retiring, I'm not. So he does that all the time. Um, I think it's he's retiring and he's trusting his company to go on to his like protégés. And then it's like Kojima where he saw what the protégé was doing. He's like, oh, God, no, you're ruining it. Let me come back and fix it. Yeah. Um, but he's a workaholic. Like, that's already known. So I, I think he just can't. He doesn't want to give it up because, you know, you never you always think like, oh, it'd be the dream to just never have to work again. But then it, after like two months, you get real cabin fevery and you're just like I got to do something. Like I gotta figure out something to kill time with, so I think I think he's playing with the, the fleeting delusion of retiring, but I don't think he ever really will. Unless oh he's man, like physically cannot do it anymore. I was just picturing like somebody. I don't know. I'm just thinking of Tom Brady being like he retires after winning like a million Super Bowls, and then like at the age 80, he's like, "I'm coming back, baby, I'm back in <laughs> one more ring," and he does it. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch he did it 
He um, pulled it off. Um, yeah, I know. I don't know if one of the movies is, uh, but they just confirmed recently. It's uh, Nino Cooney. They're making a movie of, and I don't. I, that's uh, two games. Or it's Nino Cooney one and two that are games. And I had the first one for PS3. Uh, I think it was Curse of the White Witch. Yeah, and it was fun, but it was like uh, it was like a dumbed down Pokemon, and it was just like really slow, at least in the beginning. And I just it could not keep my attention, and right. I just did not care. And there's like other oh, stuff I would rather be playing. Um, the games apparently got good reviews. I don't know about the second one. They apparently both reviewed well. Uh, they're definitely gorgeous. Like they looked amazing. It looked like a Ghibli movie. Um, so maybe one of the movies might be Nino Cooney, like well that story either told as a movie or like a sequel to those games. Oh, that'd be um, neat. So that'll be interesting. I I definitely would rather watch it than play it because yeah, at least the first game was a real slog, and I just I didn't have the patience for it. <laughs> That's fair. So we'll see about that. Yeah, the, the games looked beautiful though, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, someone finally modded a uh, Switch Joy Cons to play as GameCube controllers. Oh, no so, way. That one guy is going to be really good at Smash Brothers, and everyone else is going to be fucked. Uh, but yeah, it looks like he just cut a game controller in half. So, hey. That's wild. He got it working. Maybe he'll get other people's working and, you know, have a hot commodity there. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, uh, the, just announced recently, uh, all those PS4 exclusives you're so damn smug about, like Horizon Zero Dawn, not exclusive anymore. It's coming to PC. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. I, I figured that would come, that would happen eventually. So good, people get to experience that game. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's coming out on uh, Steam and Epic Game Store. So it'll probably be on Epic Game Store for like a few months or a year, exclusive, and then it'll be on Steam like everything else seems to be. Uh, but honestly, if you waited this long and still haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah, you can right wait a little more. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and when you do get around to playing it, it's gonna blow your mind. I remember, I don't know, I, was I day one? Because, like, yeah, I think I was, and I platinumed it, like, within a week or two. It was, like, a real intense experience of me just, like, not putting the controller down and being like, what the fuck is this game? And it was so good. Oh, man, can't recommend it enough. There is DLC for that that I never got around to playing, so... I ah, I should definitely go. revisit it, but that's again I've mentioned it like a million <laughs> times at this point that it's hard to dive back into the control scheme when you've been like away for so long. But I don't know. Give it like ten fifteen minutes and like go do some combat. I should probably pick up on it. Yeah, not your, your terrible. Sense memory will come back, kick back in. Yeah, for um, sure. I think it was like Assassin's Creed Black Flag had it where I was like, "Hey, we noticed you haven't played it in a while. Here are the controls again." It's like, "Oh my god, bless you!" Like. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I needed this. Uh but yeah, that should be on PC. It's saying early as early as 2021. So, uh give, give a healthy delay there. So, uh I would don't hold your breath for it. But yeah, that'll be cool to have on PC. I really hope they're working on a sequel. I can't imagine they're not cuz with how big it was with uh an independent studio with a new IP. Yeah. And like people definitely put it out like, oh, it's Formula, like Breath of the Wild or like Witcher or like Skyrim, you know, and you know, it's got the tower system like every Ubisoft game does now. That's kind of like Assassin's Creed. It's like, yeah, you can definitely see the components that made up Horizon Zero Dawn, but combined it definitely became its own thing. Oh, for sure. So. I, I feel like it having all those components that we like makes it a good game because it's like well, yeah. it's relatable in a lot of ways. Yeah, you can take different parts of like your favorite meals, put them together, and make garbage. But you can also make a very good meal. So, yeah. 
Um, and I, I believe they also helped out uh, Kojima with um, the gorilla engine they use for uh, Death Stranding. So oh wow! Okay, they got they got connections. They got a good IP. They got like a good studio that seems to really care about the property. I remember them doing like fan art for God of War when that came out. And Santa Monica Studios can doing fan art for them uh, after like they hit like a certain release. So it seems like a good studio. It seems like a good place. And I pray to God the industry doesn't destroy it like every other studio. So oh, definitely. Here's here's hoping they they do well and keeps keep true. Uh. Speaking of de- likely delays and actual delays, uh, Cyber t- Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven delayed until oh, September. I thought you were going to say Final Fantasy seven because that too. It's also delayed <laughs> till April so, something tenth. There, uh, yeah, I was talking with a coworker. The speculation we had of Final Fantasy got delayed till April, and then afterwards, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which was supposed to come out in April, got delayed till September. And we're wondering if they're just like, hey, let's not compete with the remake of what is considered one of the greatest video games of all time. Let's just bail back a bit, polish up some shit. Or if they actually had some stuff, they're like, no, we need to delay it. Like, we got we got to fine-tune some stuff. Hmm. Because we, we had that with... Uh, might have played a role. <laughs> there's, like, the release schedule and what else is being released at that time definitely plays a part of it more than right. people realize. Because they're just like, oh, if the game's out, then people just buy it whenever. It's like, no, like... I mean, we saw that with Battleborn and Overwatch. Like, Overwatch came out, and then Battleborn came out, like, a few months later. And then Overwatch is like, hey, what if we did a free weekend and fucking destroyed you for talking so much shit? And it happens. So, it, it you definitely got to plan around the schedule. And Nintendo does that, too. They'll, I think they delayed some stuff because they didn't want it coming out at the same time as Mario Odyssey. Yeah, strategically. Yeah, so... As much as it sucks of, like, this game's fully done, but we'll have to wait three months because another game's out right now. Uh, it, it definitely plays a part for at least the publishers and sellers for it. So, uh, it could be either way. I could fully see seeing it be both circumstances. So, yeah, me too. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Monster Hunter Iceborne. Or Monster Hunter World, the Iceborne DLC. It's out for PC, which is rad, because I want to play that. It's not rad, because it's not balanced and super pat, like, buggy oh damn um, it's not surprising because capcom this is like capcom's first like big pc port they're doing themselves so it's not surprising it's why the iceborne's been out for a while on the console now and it took a few months for them to port it over to the pc and even with the game launch like it came out on pc but give it like a month or two to like finish baking and like you know solidify so it's unfortunate, but it's not surprising because they're not as familiar with PCs. But they've been doing right by this game so far, and like I'm, I'm expecting a patch to come out soon, and they'll fix it, and it'll balance out. And so uh, I trust them, but it definitely gives me uh, incentive to just like finish Fire Emblem and like hold off on Iceborne for a bit because that's going to be another easy boof, fifty to hundred hours for me. There's so oh much totally. Of it. It's not just like, here's a new monster and a new skin. Like, it's a full expansion that's like $40 and easily worth it. So, that's a whole lot of game to get back into and relearn how to play. Oh, God, I'm not looking forward to that. But <laughs> I am. It's weird. It's a tough ride. Yeah, that's understandable. Uh, yeah. This one's big news in the gaming uh, world, and I gotta bring it up. Uh, the new Smash character was announced, and I don't know. there is speculation all around like obviously there's like troll speculations like goku and waluigi like we're never gonna get them but it's it's fun to just pretend 
but yeah. you've had some like good ones from the get-go of like Solaire. I feel like there's you know, like you said there's an amiibo for him and stuff. There's a yeah. lot of reasons that would work. And big franchise, like all the Souls games. It's just so like, like just do Solaire for fuck's sake. And they, they did. They might it. be porting over more, so it's like eh, uh, and then it's like drum roll, please. And the guys, the person they go with is Byleth. Am I even saying that right? I don't know. <laughs> because it's a JRPG, it's you get the standard like mute character, and no one, everyone just addresses you by pronouns. They never say your actual name. So I'm just like, eh, I don't know who this is. Byleth. I think it's Byleth. Yeah, we'll we'll go with that. If it's wrong, no one will correct us because no one listening plays Fire Emblem. Yeah, it's really bizarre. That's what I mean. So you are playing Fire Emblem. Do you even know this character? Yeah, it's the main character. Okay. So, it, uh, I, I think well, there's a bunch of people talking about it. Of course, there's a big uproar because people are like, it's Gino, it's this, it's this, and this. And like they gave us King K. Rool and Ripley, which were like big ass for a long time, and Banjo-Kazooie. It's like, it's got to be Gino. Then. It's like, nope, another sword boy, another anime sword boy slash girl because you can change depending on the you know preference. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's more fucking Fire Emblem. What is that name, though? Byleth. I feel like it's Blythe, but I'm, like, dyslexic. Like, what is happening? It, it's definitely a mouthful. It's just, like, that's... Because, like, there's some characters in it. It's, like, Ignatz, where it's, like, I-G-N-A-T-Z is a character. Or Lawrence, where it's, like, L-O-R-E-N-Z. And it's, like, oh, these are some weird names. And then there's some, which is, like, Claude. It's, like, Hilda. It's, like, yeah, those are real names. Why do they get real names? <laughs> Shamir, it's like, wait a minute, that one's weird. It's like, Catherine, it's like, that one's normal then. Um, yeah, Byleth is just a mouthful, and it is the main character from Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I've been just wrist deep, elbow deep in. How um, many Fire Emblem characters are already in Smash? Like, I don't know if this is necessary at all. Because of this, I went in and I was doing the math. Um, if you're counting Wario as a Mario character, there's 11 Mario characters. If you're not counting them, there's 10. Okay. Fire Emblem, with Byleth being included, there's now eight. Good so, lord. Like, per franchise, by far the most. Like, even Zelda, I think, is maybe like, what, Link, Toon Link, Kid Link, Ganondorf, Zelda, Sheik, so six. Maybe Pokemon. Yeah. So, like, Fire Emblem's probably the second like most populated uh, franchise in Smash. And... Uh, I know John was talking about on Twitter, like, are people excited about this? Like, who is this for? And I said, like, I'm way into Fire Emblem Three Houses right now. I'm super into it, and I'm in the prime of it. Like, I love it. It's great. It's a super fun game. Don't need this. No one needs this. Yeah. This isn't anyone's character. No. That's where I'm coming from. It's just a big, oh, man, do you guys understand what your audience wants at all? <laughs> and this came with... Like, all the promotion, all the new characters seem to be tied in with promotion stuff. So this came with the Fire Emblem 3 DLC announcement. And we've had other characters that came with um, Persona 5. Joker was the first character announced. That came with them announcing, like, hey, was Persona 4, Persona 5 R is coming to the Switch? And stuff like that. So it's coming with tie-ins of stuff that's happening. So that's why people are now speculating based on the release schedule of like what else is being released that day as a Smash Brothers reveal character because that's who it's going to be. So if they announced, but people are also speculating like, oh, Devil May, Devil May Cry Three is coming to Switch and that got announced recently. So maybe it'll be Dante and it wasn't, and a lot of people were disappointed it wasn't. Um, 
But yes, with Byleth, you can play as the male or female one, because in the game you can play as male or female. Uh, their color, their altered color outfits correspond to the three main characters of each house. Uh, Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude. Uh, like, so those are like nice touches. You got the stages where you got some of the students in the background. Um, I thought the stage would be a great by itself. Like, just do the stage and be great because it's a huge school. Yeah. Um, the music's good. Like, the music's as good as any, but, like, it doesn't really stand out as anything in particular, especially not, like, Persona 5 where the music's a huge part. And then, yeah, it's just, like, another sword boy. It's like, oh, no, wait, we'll change it up a bit. Uh, in Three Houses, you get, like, super powerful weapons called relics that are just, like, super ancient, old, powerful weapons. And Byleth smash moves, depending on which one you do, either neutral, up, down, or left or right B. The weapon changes to one of the holy relics, either a halberd, an axe, a sword, or a bow and arrow. Okay. That's a cool feature, that the weapons change based on the move you do. Uh, But I saw someone point out on Twitter, it'd be a lot cooler and could easily apply for both Dante or the hunter from Monster Hunter. Because you use a variety of weapons in both, and you choose which one you want to fight with. So, even if they just want to introduce this new mechanic of changing out the weapons and, like, that changes so much, like, the hitbox and moves and all this other stuff, uh, depending on the directional uh, specials, they could have done it with a cooler character that wasn't just another Fire Emblem character. I agree. Uh, because even with Mario Brothers, say say we're not including Wario, you got ten Mario Brothers characters from the franchise. The only ones that are really similar or copies of each other are Peach and Daisy and Mario and Dr. Mario. But even w- since Dr. Mario's been introduced, Mario's changed a good deal. So he's not even a clone anymore. Like he's very similar, but still different. Um, so even then, that gives you eight unique characters that are all pretty unique in their gameplay styles. With the eight Fire Emblem characters, they are different, but they're <laughs> all sword boys still. Yeah. Like, or sword girls. So like there's like Robin and Corin, who I think Robin is a sorcerer or like magician. So there's a lot of magic in Fire Emblem. So that changes the gameplay style. And then Corin, I believe, is a dragon, so that changes a bit. So those two are like kinda unique, but still predominantly sword boys. So like I I I I would be the main demographic for this of like someone who's super into the three houses game right now. And like, I do not want this at all. Yeah. And that's so, my problem with it. Wanting Solaire, he's just going to be another sword, sword boy. That, and they'd probably yeah. model him after like a fire emblem character. And I'm like, ugh, whatever. I at don't know. At this point, then. I don't want, no matter who it is, they could be like my favorite character of all time. It could be fucking Zidane from Final Fantasy nine. Oh fuck. Actually. But <laughs> it's a sword boy and I'm fucking sick of him. Like, Get him out. So, yeah, like, it, you're right. It kind of tainted. Even if Solier, uh, Solier does get announced, it's kind of tainted because I don't want more Sword Boys as someone who mains Link. Yeah. I'm a Link main, and I'm fucking sick of Sword Boys. Uh, yeah. So, like... Sick of with, Sword Boys. With this announcement, they also announced... They announced it before, but they're doing more DLC characters. They did the original five to see how well it did, and now they're announcing more. So, mm-hmm. now, this time in 2020, they got six more characters coming to Smash. And they're supposed to be all unique. They're not supposed to be clone characters. Debatably, you could say Fire Emblem characters are clone characters, but that's just, you know. Uh, so, there are going to be more. There's still a chance of Gino. There's still a chance of Dante. There's still a chance of whoever you want. But it's just disappointing if they're just like, hey, another Fire Emblem. Like, yeah, missed it's opportunity. Gonna be even more upsetting. So, I'm not mad. I'm not sending Sakurai death threats like some people are. Oh, like, Lord. I, at this Fuck point, the, the internet. internet. 
if you're up, if you're mildly inconvenienced by anything at all on the planet, it's a death threat now on the internet. Um, but I, I will say I am disappointed, and I feel like that disappointment is justified. I don't think there's like, hey, you should appreciate what you got. It's like, yeah, but also any other Nintendo property. Fucking give me rope, give me Rocket, the robot on wheels. Give me the microchip from Space Station Silicon Valley. Get weird with it. You gave us Banjo Kazooie, like continue that weird trend you gave us piranha plant for fuck's sake that's true so it's just like oh like it's just disappointing just give fire Emblem its own fighting game just put them in their own corner like you know give them their own space just yeah not in smash anymore so definitely don't need more yeah i will say though with the announcement they also revealed another like sans character they did uh cuphead is getting uh me fighter costumes oh so you, can, so you can make a me gunner in smash and customize them and you can buy the cuphead costume and oh, essentially cool. be playing cuphead so and with the very cartoony style of cuphead and he gets a big like helmet mask uh costume component like it really looks like cuphead so that's really neat and uh love seeing cuphead get love because those guys worked that whole team worked on that game for like seven years or something insane and it just is so much work so love seeing them get more work but like honestly no more fire <laughs> yeah that's what i mean if only the new character could have been cuphead or something but i don't yeah. know if, yeah i don't know I, I don't know if they could have made cuphead as uh diverse enough to justify it not being just a me gunner sure because like it is a platforming shooter and like you just shoot in different styles you don't actually like do something crazy so like yeah, the me gunner works for Cuphead. I'm I'm fine with that. That's fair. Um, but yeah, just like anyone else, just no more Fire Emblem, please. Yeah, I'll take another fucking Pokemon over Fire Emblem. At least Pokemon are different. Give us Goku so he can just fucking uh, <laughs> beat everybody. Uh, no, no, no if we're getting DBZ character. Give me Yamcha. Oh, definitely. I like no Krillin. Um, anyway, Ooh, Krillin. Krillin is arguably the strongest human fighter. Anyway. This has been an episode. Uh, is there anything episode. else you want to say, or do we want to wrap this one up and do plugs? I think I'm good. I will say uh, we were speculating who the next character would be before it got announced. Um, uh, we bet with coworkers saying Travis Touchdown from No More Heroes. I'd be fine with him, even though he's kind of a sword boy, but he's different enough. Um, but AJ was talking about Tracer from Overwatch. Fucking please don't put anyone from Overwatch and Smash Brothers. Yeah, I just don't think that's realistic. I, I don't mean, think it'll work. And it's, it's a, uh, uh, if they do, <laughs> AJ was saying Tracer because Tracer's basically the mascot of Overwatch. No, like Tracer's running gun and stuff. Like I could see it working, but I don't think it'll work well. If it does have to be anyone from Overwatch, do like Winston or Reinhardt or Doomfist, someone more melee based. But for the love of Christ, if anyone from Blizzard or Nintendo is listening, which I highly doubt. <laughs> oh, you know they are. I pray you're not. But just no Overwatch. Just contain that mess to its own game. That's that's my la- Those are my final words for 2020. Fair We're enough. the show here. Wait, it's not. You're, yeah, it's, I was going to say over. you're not going to be on any more over. episodes. <laughs> We're going into 2021 that with a fresh Last time we hear from Brand this year. Now, I'm hopefully out. we have you and more of our hosts on the show in the future. We got to hear from Basta and AJ yet, and then uh, and Whitney, too. So yeah, a lot of yeah. people to hear from. <laughs> we got more co-hosts because scheduling's a bitch, and we got to <laughs> take them when we can. 
But, and that's the thing, uh, but maybe before I go into plugs real quick, I want to mention that uh, I'm trying to do some more interviews, and uh, there's a lot of bands that I work with with my Ooh. record label that are uh, consider themselves gamers, and I kind of even want to have them on the show to maybe just talk about the games they've been playing uh, briefly, and uh, kind of do a little bit of a melting pat segment where we maybe play some music. I'll try not to keep it away, steer away from like the crazy screamo shit, but uh, <laughs> I'll try to do some enjoyable stuff for everybody. But that's something that might be coming down the pipes in 2020. But we can wrap this episode up and do some plugs. Uh, glad I got the shout out, our only listener. Uh, <laughs> How about you, Bren? Uh, where can our listeners find you on the internet? You have another podcast, you traitor. Yeah. <laughs> I got another podcast on our service, Pinecast. Use the promo code. Uh, uh, you're a just, rapper now. Uh, keep it going. Get that just, flow. <laughs> God, no. Uh, <laughs> go on to Pinecast and just message Basta to ask for a code. He'll give you one. He, he's got no corners with that. You can get yeah. a custom one. Um, uh, but yeah, my other podcast oh, is... The, our- but a code, uh, Sword Boy. Sword Boy, there you go. Uh, we'll tell Bassa to make that a code. We won't. We'll, yeah. we'll forget immediately after this. Don't use that. It, it's not going to uh, work. It's not going to work. Uh, anyway, uh, my other podcast is Are We There Yet? We watch three episodes of an anime and then discuss it and to fig- figure out if we love it or hate it or if it's worth continuing to watch. Recently, we did a bunch of backlog because everyone's like out of town for vaca- uh, holidays and shit. Uh, but I believe our most recent episode as of this recording was Rave Master. Which is like a two thousand like seven tsunami anime, and holy shit, is it garbage? Oh no, it's I was, so bad. Okay. Oh no, it's absolutely terrible. Tom Kenny's in it, who voices SpongeBob for some reason. Someone owed him, he owed somebody a favor for that show. <laughs> uh, and the theme song is uh, sung by Real Big Fish. So, oh wait, it, you've told me about that. I mean, even the name, I was a little nervous. I mean, with the name, it sound that just sounds awful. There's a lot of music motif in it without actually paying off on any of the music themes or the music itself. It's real bad in every regard. So, uh, that's a fun episode to listen to. It's a bad show to watch. Don't watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other plug I'll do is for a uh, humble bundle. Uh, I believe this will be out in time of this current bundle. Uh, but currently they're running a special for uh, Australia Fire Relief. Because oh, Australia is yeah. burning. Like, all of it's gone. And I'm pretty sure koalas are going to go extinct after this. Because they already weren't doing well. so fucking depressing. Like, a billion with a B animals, like, are dead oh, in the wake gone. of this destruction. And it's like, yeah. Oh, man. It makes me... I should do some kind of charity for my record label. Are, there are some people trying to do that and maybe i'll just donate because like oh my god it's absolutely horrible australia is a continent with easily some of the most diverse wildlife on the planet and like just wath like a wath of species are now just gone because of the wildfires because the government not doing anything all their firefighters in australia are volunteer based and aren't actually getting paid for it and they've been working risking their lives for like weeks on end now and it is horrifying how poorly they're being supported um so there's a lot of uh charities out there there's a lot of fake ones too make sure if you're yeah supporting that's one, the problem support the oh. right ones like do your research um but humble bundle is doing i'll show you a fire uh relief uh bundle and all the proceeds are going right to the charities and it's 25 dollars for just a shitload of really good games so you can benefit yourself while also helping Australia, but like some of the games are like Armello, Hands of Fate Two, Crawl, 
Hollow Knight, Hacknet, regular human basketball, Frog Detective, like some amazing games. So even if you just want these games for just a cheap discount, uh, Duck Games also really big. I uh, get this bundle, and it's just hey, a lot of really good good games for real cheap, but also maybe help out one of the continents that are uh, burning and uh, we're all dying from it. So, uh, ugh. God, it's rough. Yeah, for sure. Good thing uh, you mentioned that, because maybe some people hear that and donate. I might myself now, because, yeah, that's a fucking terrible situation. Yeah, I've, I've sent a good deal of money through a few charities, so, yeah, it, it, they need all the help they can get. Speaking of needing all the help you can get, oh, man, what a uh, transition. <laughs> this isn't even a joke. Uh, Speaking I, of dumpster fires. I, I Yeah, oh, Lord. My record <laughs> label, it's on fire right now. No, that's the thing. I have a lot of vinyl releases coming out in 2020, and uh, boy, the invoices are rolling in, and we don't have a lot of money in the bank. So I'm doing a sale on the website, and if you have any interest in supporting, now would be an absolutely incredible time because uh, we need all the support we can get. Uh, but that's the thing. Uh, in the past, I did these things called Screamo Booster Packs, and it's uh, three cassette tapes for $10, and they sold out in no time, and so now I'm offering them again, and it's just, you get, I like categorize them by commons and rares, and you get, typically in a pack, you get two commons and one rare, but uh, spread throughout, there's a couple where I'm even throwing in just like all three rare ones, so it's like Really cool stuff. Uh, if you want to boost your collection, I definitely recommend it. Uh, go check out MissedOutRecords.com. And there's also, now since I also have so many records and shit laying around that I have to sell, I am doing this thing called the Mystery Vinyl Bundle. So you can pick your size 12-inch or 7-inch, and you'll get three of the size you want uh, for $12 or $15, depending. Um, so there's some real deals there and I got some really cool stuff to hook you up with like stickers and, uh, slip mats and all sorts of stuff. So definitely check out my record label. If you have any interest in checking out the weird music people are putting out these days, it's really good shit. Nice. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have some more of our hosts on the podcast soon. Uh, and maybe we'll hear from some of these bands I've been working with, but that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. See you guys next time. Soup. Soup.